You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. The popularity of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin has grown dramatically over the past year. Crypto is taking the world by storm. Everyone seems to be buying these days. But what do you do with that crypto? Well, some people tell you that you can't do anything with it. You just hold it. But actually, there are places in the world where you can live entirely on crypto. In this video, we'll dive into three of the best places in the world for actually using crypto. Let's start with New Hampshire in the USA. All this is that. Awesome. If you're looking for a place where you can easily live off crypto, New Hampshire just might be the place for you. There are all kinds of venues that accept crypto. Cafes, restaurants, different services, breweries, sports clubs. Every Saturday, I come in here, do some jujitsu, and so obviously I pay for that in crypto. Joelle Valenzuela is a crypto journalist based in New Hampshire who's been instrumental in encouraging businesses to accept crypto payments. He explained the whole thing to me, uh, helped me set it up, and it was really easy. And then usually I go off into town to get coffee and a croissant, which I also pay with crypto. Some people come in and they don't have their credit cards or they like forgot whatever, but they have crypto and it's like really simple. In this state, you will find regular meetups, including the longest continuously running crypto meetup in the world. And there are even festivals to educate new users about using crypto. So we're here at DashFest, an awesome event that basically lets people experience spending crypto in the real world for pizza and beer and all the awesome stuff you'd ever want. A gathering of crypto-motivated people here at our small brewery in Merrimack, New Hampshire. Carl is the owner of Abel Ebenezer Brewery. How's the beer? Fantastic as always. Abel Ebenezer hosts all kinds of crypto events. They even run a node for the decentralized helium network. And of course, they accept various cryptocurrencies as payment. Why do you guys accept crypto? Uh, it's the future of money. There are hundreds of stores that accept crypto all over New Hampshire. I've gotten in the habit over the last year of asking, do you take crypto? And I've been blown away by the amount of people who are like, yes, yes, I would. Or you get the question of, I don't, but could you help me set up how? New Hampshire's vibrant, closed-loop crypto economy makes it an attractive place for crypto tourists. I came from New York just for this. Yeah, for cryptocurrency, Dash in particular. They're able to come and support a local business and actually experience using decentralized digital cash. Which is a surprising discovery for those who are new to the space. I didn't realize this was happening. I thought people bought it or traded it, but I didn't realize they actually used it. Having people in a community that actually use it instead of hold it and wait to sell it on their Robinhood app, I think that's a huge distinguishing characteristic because crypto isn't meant to be a stock that you invest in. It's meant to be a tool that you use. You're taking control of your of your own finances, permissionless, free. This is decentralized digital cash that no one can stop you from using. And that's a really powerful thing. The moment you can make $6 transactions for less of a transaction fee than the intermediaries are charging you, like, I don't think people understand how big of a shift that is and how more efficient our economy becomes just by cutting out all these middlemen. New Hampshire is like ahead of the curve. Indeed, it's no surprise that a place like New Hampshire has such a robust crypto community. It's the free state. I mean, the live free or die state. The people here and the culture here has been committed to freedom and liberty of all kinds. And I think financial freedom and liberty is a huge part of that. It has no income tax or capital gains tax, and it rates the number one most free state in the USA according to Cato's most recent report. It's also home to the Free State Project. The Free State Project moved 
5,000 plus liberty lovers into this state explicitly to try to make the state even freer than it already was. People are just automatically ready to spend something that's not government-controlled currency. You're going to find a community that's more uh, embracing to the ideas of it. Are you seeing an increase in the number of people who are willing to spend their crypto? Yes, absolutely. I've been spending crypto for about eight years straight. It feels great to not be alone anymore. Although there's a long way to go to get the mainstream to opt out of the fiat system, if you're someone who's already chosen that route, well, you just might find New Hampshire an easy place to live. New Hampshire is one of the top per capita crypto adoption places in the entire world. This is real stuff for real people and you can use it in your daily life. And most importantly, I like people to know that you do not need to use government money anymore. Now let's go to the other side of the globe, Townsville, a small city on the northeast coast of Australia and another unique area of the world where crypto is used as part of everyday life. There's definitely more than 100 merchants there. I would probably estimate that maybe a dozen or so merchants would see daily usage multiple times a day. Hayden Otto is a crypto evangelist in Australia. The size of the city, it's less than 200,000 people. Per capita, I would say that's doing a pretty good job. What are some of the things I could do using crypto? There is restaurants, there's pubs and bars, there's a grocery store, a few of them actually. You can go take helicopter rides. There's even hotels that are accepting it directly. The taxis have an app on their phone. You would be able to travel there and live purely off Bitcoin Cash for your entire duration of the stay. There's such a wide usage of Bitcoin Cash in the city that is often referred to as Bitcoin Cash City. And it's not just everyday usage that's unique about Townsville, it's also how the merchants accept crypto. Normally, it's pretty common for merchants to accept crypto through third-party payment processes or to sell their crypto immediately on an exchange for fiat. It's better than nothing. But it's not the way they do it in Townsville. The merchants have their own wallets and all the transactions taking place are fully peer-to-peer. So there's no third parties involved in the transactions. Hayden says that this is a big reason why the crypto ecosystem is thriving there. They're excited when they receive some Bitcoin cash pence in their business because then they go and they spend it in some other business. And that's where a lot of the spending is coming from. It's like a basically a circular economy. It is important to keep coins circulating in the local community and it helps sustain and grow the adoption. For the people in Townsville, the essence of crypto is to actually use it as money. There's far too many people that are just treating it as a speculative vehicle. They're missing the entire point of what this is really all about. You're meant to stay in it and spend it directly. In Townsville, those who are involved in it definitely want to spend it. So how did Townsville become such a haven for crypto usage? Many years ago, there was Bitcoin adoption there. It became impractical for use in payments uh, where people are buying a coffee, for example, and it's like low value transactions. People don't really want to pay the fee because it cuts into their bottom line there. Around 2017, when uh, Bitcoin Cash came about, a lot of the merchants there swapped over to Bitcoin Cash. Like most places in the world that take to crypto, usage in Townsville also began with people going door to door and teaching others. There's a core group of people who are passionate about the technology and they go out of their way every day to educate their community about it. I was taking it upon my to go out there and spread the word a bit, help 
try and mould or shape the society that I want to live in. And now it's the merchants themselves that are showing other merchants how crypto can help their business. We've onboarded one merchant, for example, and that person has been really keen about it. So then they go on and tell a bunch of their friends who also own businesses about it. There's been a number of merchants who have come on board just because of the word of mouth from other business owners. My love affair with Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and all of those sorts of things. I just love it. The whole concept of what it can offer for me is just wonderful. One of the things that it offers business owners is that by getting rid of banks and getting rid of these point of sale systems that the merchants get charged massively for every month, they can keep more money in their business instead of losing it to these third parties. But that doesn't mean that the government approves of what's going on there. The regulation in Australia isn't particularly friendly. Like most places in the world, they treat crypto as property as far as taxation is concerned. And most banks in Australia have historically been pretty hostile towards cryptocurrency. I've had like personal accounts frozen. I've had business accounts frozen because we're dealing in crypto stuff. It's becoming more important to use in the everyday life because banks are basically censoring people. I've seen many people who have had like their accounts frozen for crypto related stuff. They were like just in disbelief that uh, they couldn't access what they thought was their money and like how dare the bank... Uh, tell them what they can or cannot spend their money on. Um, and this is when they came to that realization that, oh, maybe uh, money stored in the bank is not really my money. People aren't going to see the benefits of crypto until they get hurt by the banking system. Whether it's a practical reason like saving on payment processor fees or not wanting your money to be controlled by someone else, crypto usage and Bitcoin Cash in particular has really taken off in Townsville. I've become really accustomed to it all there and it's just like pretty normal to or go down and get your breakfast or coffee or whatever with Bitcoin Cash. You only realize how special that is when you go to some place that doesn't have that. Thank you. Last but certainly not least, we have El Salvador. I will send to Congress a bill that will make Bitcoin a legal tender. El Salvador enacted a law that allows prices to be expressed in Bitcoin, taxes to be paid in Bitcoin, and crypto transactions to be exempt from capital gains. The El Salvadorian government is treating Bitcoin not as property, like most other governments do, but instead is treating it how it was originally intended, as a currency. El Salvador is set to be in the first country to make Bitcoin legal tender and treat it as a world currency and have a Bitcoin on their reserves. And they're promoting its use in everyday transactions. Citizens can use Bitcoin to buy virtually anything, a cup of coffee, a haircut. But Bitcoin use in El Salvador actually well predated the law. A couple of Bitcoin evangelists went door to door years ago to get merchants to accept it, which soon led to the area of El Zonte becoming a hotbed for crypto transactions and becoming known as Bitcoin Beach. Fast forward many years and Bitcoin Beach is still the most popular place in the country for Bitcoin transactions. It was an extremely shocking experience to see Bitcoin and strike signs on nearly every business. And even on the street, vendors had QR codes to Bitcoin wallets so you could pay with lightning to these vendors. Elaine Ramirez is a crypto reporter for Coindesk who traveled around El Salvador to see what was going on there. I interviewed vendors there about uh, Bitcoin use and some of them were actually saying that the majority of people that bought goods at their store um, were using Bitcoin and that was 
both locals and tourists, which was really um, strange and surprising to me. En cambio, si lo recibo en Bitcoin, sí, igual lo podemos ocupar para pagar la electricidad, agua, igual poder comprarlo. The El Salvador Bitcoin law got a lot of flack for the way that it was implemented. Article 7 reads that a store must accept Bitcoin if offered. Normal legal tender laws don't include a mandate for point-of-sale transactions, which makes this law compulsory tender rather than just legal tender. Economists like George Selgin have remarked that this mandate hardly makes it an advancement for freedom or free money, and that they could have made Bitcoin legal tender without any mandate. But regardless of how it was enacted, the result is that El Salvador is actually a great place to spend your crypto, with adoption now expanding out past Bitcoin Beach. I got to the airport and one of the very first things that I did see was the immigration fees accepted Bitcoin at the airport and just seeing the Bitcoin sign on the official government signs of forms of payment was um, the first real shocker to me that sort of told me that this was a real thing. All throughout the airport, I saw multiple signs of Bitcoin payment being accepted. Once I got to San Salvador, I started to see a lot more Bitcoin signs uh, come up. So why did El Salvador decide to embrace Bitcoin? El Salvador has a really interesting opportunity because they are not committed to their own currency to begin with. They're using the dollar. In 2001, El Salvador introduced the US dollar as its new official currency. But attaching themselves to USD means that the value of their money is completely at the whim of US monetary policy. Central banks are increasingly taking actions that may cause harm to the economic stability of El Salvador. Given the inflation of the US dollar over the past two years, it's clear why a money like Bitcoin that can't be inflated away might be attractive to them. While most governments might see Bitcoin as a threat that undermines their money printing power, El Salvador doesn't have a central bank printing money for them. So embrace Embracing Bitcoin didn't require them to give up any power. What is the advantage for the government of El Salvador to do this? The idea of being able to sort of essentially attach yourself to a stronger currency and one that has, on top of the fact that it's stronger, all of this innovative capacity to it, the programmability mm -hmm. of, of digital currencies could be very, very powerful. In order to mitigate the negative impact from central banks, it becomes necessary to authorize the circulation of a digital currency with a supply that cannot be controlled by any central bank. But while the government has officially embraced Bitcoin, it's going to take time to get the local population on board. Once I got out of El Sante um, and started going to the other towns, I saw just no Bitcoin signs whatsoever. The difference of 20 minutes between these two towns was extremely stark. The full restaurants they tried wouldn't take them. Yes, we came to pay with Bitcoins. We're disappointed. 70% of citizens are currently unbanked and most transactions are done in cash. Moving to cryptocurrency acceptance at their business is a big leap. How hard do you think it is going to be to educate those people and bring them into the crypto adoption sphere? hard. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's one thing to build something. It's definitely another to get people onboarded to it. I'm sure that there's a lot of fear around downloading apps like that and starting to use money that they're not familiar with. Part of the hesitancy also comes from the volatility of Bitcoin. The average person's probably making 300 to $400 a month. So it's really not that much. Bitcoin volatility is going to affect people with uh, very little money um, to spare. A few dollars difference is a week's worth of food. So it is an extremely uh, drastic thing if 
Bitcoin goes down 5%. There are also some issues to be worked out regarding exchanging Bitcoin for fiat. There were a few instances where I observed that they were charging a 5% transaction fee for them to take it out of the Athena Pay ATM uh, nearby. Despite these teething issues, it is early days for adoption in El Salvador. And there are a lot of people there right now working really hard to make this Bitcoin experiment a success. There are even plans to build a Bitcoin city near the Conchagua volcano that will have no income tax, property tax, capital gains taxes, or payroll taxes. The geothermal energy of the volcano will both power the city and power Bitcoin mining. And the plan is to have all kinds of infrastructure and attractions. That is going to include everything, residential areas, commercial areas, services, museums, entertainment, bars, restaurants. Although everyday Bitcoin usage in El Salvador is currently isolated to a few areas, those areas are booming with usage. And there's tremendous momentum and enthusiasm around what Bitcoin can become there. If things go well in El Salvador, it could be a catalyst for a tide of Bitcoin adoption around the world. This has always been one of the four horsemen of the end of fiat apocalypse, that central banks around the world will suddenly be in a race to add Bitcoin to their treasury. El Salvador has started that race, and I'm excited to see who will be next. Crypto detractors have always made cheap jibes that you can't do anything with crypto other than treat it as a speculative asset. Yet there are places today where you could live entirely off crypto. Having an alternative money to government fiat is no longer a pipe dream. It's a reality. And it's just a matter of time before people realize that they have options. We can live off of crypto today. Why not start right now? Why not indeed? I'm a Bitcoin staring, I'm staring the status quo.